Hi, and thanks for joining me on Profit with a Plan podcast. This is where you can get some great ideas to create your most profitable small business. Now more than ever, having a solid plan is essential for helping your business not only survive, but thrive. So join me, Marcia Reiner, your business strategist, each Tuesday for some smart ideas that can add more profits to your bottom line. I've helped tons of small business owners establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides their growth. If you know of anybody that may be curious, share this podcast, or better yet, let's chat and see what we can do together to create greater profits in your business. I'm super excited today to have Ann Bennett with us. Ann is the founder of Renegade Branding and has spoken across the country and around the world. She's the best-selling author, coach, and brand profit builder. Anne has shared the stage through, uh, with thought leaders like Les Brown, Sandra Yancey, who's the CEO of eWomen Network, and Adam Markle, a former CEO of Peak Potential per- Personal Development Programs. Anne uses her marketing and branding genius to help women entrepreneurs and a few good men out there build their standout personal brands and boost their profits, which is what we're all about here on this one. Anne works with purpose-driven entrepreneurs who do transformational work so that they can liberate and ignite their unique genius, authentic voice, and build profitable brand platforms. Anne has 25 years experience in visual and graphic design and has brought her talents to many major magazines, from Popular Mechanics to Vogue, where she, where the devil uh, really does wear Prada. Right, huh? Anne's <laughs> right. personal slogan and cornerstone of all her programs is it, it's smart to fit in, but it's brilliant to stand out. Well, Anne, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. This is going to be so much fun. I know it. Oh, my pleasure, Marcia. Yay. So um, one of the questions we're all going through um, just a challenging time right now in business and mm-hmm. we want to stand out, right? And And so what is it that small business owners can do to stand out? Yeah, I think the biggest thing right now for people to realize is they've got to be visible. They've got to be visible on every platform that their people hang out on. So online and offline, mostly what we're discovering is for the people who have brick and mortar businesses is really being inventive about how they deliver their product and their service to people. Um, and for those who are online to really get online (laughs) and for both really to get online, but to actually develop a a unique presence or a way of having a message that really enrolls your clients and people into curiosity and wanting to know more about what it is you do. You know, I think, um, I think so many of us, uh, in our world, go online personally, and we'll share our kids, we'll share our activities, the beautiful pictures or sunsets that we experience. If we're a foodie, there's all sorts of foodie pictures. But then when it comes about our business, mm-hmm. they clam up and they don't, they don't brag about their brilliance and they keep it to themselves. And, and that's, I think, the worst thing that we can be is the best kept secret out there when we have so much to offer. Right. I think, you know, it's partially, uh, obviously, the way that we've been raised and our culture, uh, 
not to brag was considered bragging. I just think it's considered what you're about. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what I'm about. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's totally fine. I think um, people don't understand generally what makes them fascinating to other people. So they can't really see their own eyebrows. So they don't know how to say what it is. They have a tendency to talk about the strategies and the tactics about what they do instead of inspire to a bigger vision. Uh, that's, that's, that's cool because inspiration is what is attractive, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're trying to attract our clients. We're not trying to sell them. We're trying to attract our clients and customers to us. And if you can inspire them, then they're going to lean in a little bit more and go, Ooh, say that again, or, or tell me more about that. I think Mm -hmm. that's powerful. And it's really important. People think, uh, you know, it's that whole thing about, you know, I'm so good at what I do, which most people are very good at what they do, that they people be. are going to find me, right? Or people are going to, people are going to come to me. I like the, you know, a lot of times I laugh when people talk about the organic reach, right? Or their, their thing is going to go, you know, on YouTube and, and go viral. I'm like, okay, but you got to understand that's a strategy actually. And there's a way to do it. So for everything that appears like a miracle, there's a methodology to it. Wow. Right. So it's like Houdini had a methodology to do magic. And when you start to see those things and understand those things, that's how you can look at your own business and go, oh, hey, there's actually a methodology like you do, Marcia, with your pillars of business, right? There's a mm-hmm. methodology to the movement that that's occurring. And, you know, in my business, it's like add the secret sauce, right? Out, add the wow factor, add the personality that makes you stand out. Love it. I think that that's, that's telling someone that, that they need to in, in, in a field or a big blue ocean or red ocean. I'm not sure which one it is that I keep <laughs> twisting those two around. Which day it's blue. If everybody's good and they're a dolphin, it's red. If you're swimming with sharks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that we have to be, you know, um, I, I had this client and I was telling the story the other day. I had this client that was, in a very commoditized business. And she was trying to stand out and trying to do things differently. And it's so challenging Mm -hmm. to be one of many and still try and stand out. I think, Mm -hmm. but we have to. Yeah. And I think the key that people don't understand is it's a paradox, right? We're all the same and we're different. Like we have these individual thumbprints. No one is like us, right? Nobody Mm -hmm. sees the world the way each one of us sees the world, no one interprets what's happening. It's all being interpreted by your own set of values and the way that you believe and the way that you perceive. So what, what I try to do with my clients is get them to understand how do I bring my values into the forefront of my business? So it's kind of like Steve Jobs was, wasn't selling computers, right? He was selling values. He was selling personal expression and that the little guy could have a really cool looking computer at his house and be as big as, you know, IBM. Interesting. So how do you translate that? Not all business owners are the business. 
um, many entrepreneurs or, or consultants or coaches, you know, can be the business. But mm-hmm. how do you translate your values and your image in, when you're trying to represent the company? Yeah, really, really good question. So the thing is, the company gets started with the CEO, with the founder. So it is reflection of the founder's values. And a lot of times people skip over that and they go to the business, my business values, or they get everybody together in a room and they all talk about, you know, they all throw out ideas of where we stand for this, right? So there's this place where people miss really the power of their brand because they leave themselves out. Mm. Even though maybe their brand is, it's got a different set of principles that it's run by, but it's also run through. So it's kind of like, it's a combination of like, it's your personal values as the CEO and it's what you want your business to, how you want your business to be represented to the client. So it's like really a combination of those Interesting. things. Interesting. Okay. So um, I have as part of my steps of a business plan and what we're, what we're doing is what's our, what's our vision and values and what do we represent? And it is really important that you bring that up, that it is about the people because oftentimes when you're a salesperson, the client's buying the person with the product behind it you know, rather than the product with the person behind the client it, is always part of the person. Yeah. In my, in my, my opinion, people are always buying from other people. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that your salespeople all, all are enrolled in, in the way to be with people, how to be with people and what you want people to feel like when they're with you. Love that. Okay. So now that we know that our image is is really who we are and what we represent, whether it's the image or brand of the company through us or part of us, what else do we need to do to be able to stand out? Well, I think it's very important to um, one of the easiest ways for an individual to look at uh, what makes me different and what is what is it that's interesting about myself is um, we'll have a process where we go through stories. There's a thread that runs through your entire life. That's a theme. Mm -hmm. So if you will, that if you start to look at uh, defining moments from your life, the ups and the downs, the happies and the super sads, you'll start to see there's a set of values there that you've created, that you've created your entire life that really don't change over a lifetime because we created them when we were little. So from our experiences and our interpretations, what was going on? And the fastest way to get to that is this question, what breaks my heart and what pisses me off? (laughs) And that'll just like, boom, you will just come to clarity like that. Like, oh, really pisses me off that the ocean is full of plastic, you know, or it breaks my heart that single moms are struggling when they could be like making millions. Right. And there's all these things. And when you start to see that you start to understand um, your interpretation of life and the things that you care about. 
You know, that's that's really spot on because if you ever want to ignite somebody or or get them excited about something, you ask them the two biggest, you know, emotions, what makes you very happy and what makes you very angry, or you know, you've got mm-hmm. the 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 reward and the fear, you know. We we live on those two uh those two balancing points of what does, but that would sure get you going with those questions. I love it. It gets you going really, really fast too. Cause we don't I don't think we spend enough time with ourselves really uh, looking at our preferences, why they are our preferences, like what we were taught, what we accept and what we reject and how we want our life to how we really want it to look. And when you can enroll other people in things that are bigger than yourself, that's when the magic happens. That's great. And so to translate that into business, you're putting these emotions into your business the same way as you would have them living in your life. So then when you ask those questions or when you respond with your marketing and your branding, you're answering those questions of what pisses you off and what breaks your heart in a way that others can connect with you and go, yeah. And, and, and Mm -hmm. I like that and I feel that way. And now I want to come do business with you. Right. Yeah. I think people want to connect with each other. So when you can show up either as, you know, super nurturing or disrupting or innovation or geek, Mm -hmm. those are like the four that I like to work with. Uh huh. It gives people a place to go, oh, my God, they're a geek. I totally love geeks. <laughs> or, oh, my God, they're a disruptor. I love that. They're such a badass. Or, oh, my God, they're a nurturer. They're so yummy. I just feel so taken care of. I want to be with them. Interesting. Okay, so you just gave me back three of them. What was the fourth one again? You said the nurturing, the disruptor, the... The um, geek. So, what was the first innovator? Innovator. Yeah, innovator. So, the innovator is more like uh, somebody who takes something that's already that you know. People think innovation is creating something new, but it's actually taking things that already exist and putting them together in a way that people don't think about them in that way. So, I like to use peanut butter and chocolate as an example. I don't know who first first put that together. Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yum, yum. Thank you so much. Whoever did that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, you know, that that's great. So um I always say, and now it's kind of coming back. Um uh and I've gotten this and I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was um Ah, uh, yeah, it started with a D. I'm horrible when I'm quoting people, so forgive okay. me, world, for quoting wrong. I'll but there's only right. There's only two things in business that are 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 money makers. The rest are costs. And the first one is innovation, and the second one is marketing. Mm-hmm. All the rest that goes on are costs. So right. if we're constantly innovating and we're constantly marketing to put our I- information out in the world, and we're branding it the way we should, you know. Um, that's what we need to focus on. You know, yeah. yeah, you 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 do your product, you you have your widget or you your service and you you've done this, but you constantly I think to separate yourself even further and give give you that ability to stand out. Yeah, and I think when you that put innovation. 
when you put your personality into your business, then it blurs the line. It blurs the line. It's like, I was just talking to another guy who has a podcast and he we were talking about, yeah, I was like, the more fun I have, the more money I make is the whole deal with me. And it's mm-hmm. like, to me, it's like the more I can build a brand around who I am, the more fun I'm going to have because I'm just myself. It's like, I don't have to put on an air or I don't have to do anything, but be a big fat geek or be a big fat innovator or whatever it is. Right. And you're not fat by the way. Oh, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) It's like, you know, you just be yourself magnified. Actually. I know we were discussing that a little bit uh, before the call magnification and consistency over all platforms is what catches attention. So let's talk about that magnification. How can we do that as business owners? How can we really be bigger and bolder? And maybe even just in our own personality, if you're not a bold person, you don't have to be bolder, but you still need to be bigger. How do we do that? Yeah, you need to be big. And I I don't mean by big, like loud. I don't mean like Mm -hmm. be the loudest person in the room or be the one that everybody wants to hang out with because they're so loud (laughs) and funny or whatever. There's always those people. But I think that uh, wherever you land on the spectrum, most introverts are the best speakers and the best actors. It is Mm -hmm. not people that are, uh, well, I put them over there the theater people like to be the center of attention more for whatever reason, generalization. But I think um, it's about really owning who you are, owning and honoring, and then unleashing that. So whether you are the geek or an introvert, that's powerful, really powerful, just as powerful as a disruptor or a nurturer or an innovator. It's like, we like to categorize and say, this one is better than that one. I want to be like this person. And that's where the, all the trouble comes in, I think. is you know, Trying to be what you're not. Yeah, and trying to fit in, you know, which there's a, an element of like, we all want to belong as human beings. We want to belong, and so that's cool. But like fitting in or making yourself smaller or dimming your um, introvertness it doesn't really work. And it, it causes a lot of um, struggle in business because people are feeling like they're pushing themselves into, I like to say, putting lipstick on a pig. You're still a pig. So it's you're like, still a pig. <laughs> you're still a pig, whether you got lashes and lipstick on or not. So it's like, you want to be true to yourself. My people that I work with that are... Um, introverts are excellent networkers because they ask questions and they Mm. don't talk. Mm. I am learning so much here because I am, um, I brought myself along to being an extrovert and to want to be that person. And I do try and control myself that I'm not the loudest one in the room, but I am always seen. And, um, that has value, but it also has the negative implications. Um, but I think that there's, I think that we all need as business owners to be seen 
in one way, shape or form. We've got to be able to, to be visible and walk into the room or go up and network or have our marketing be seen. We've got mm-hmm. to be that kind of person. Otherwise, we're the best kept secret. And that's the worst place we could be because so many people that you and I work with, they feel like they, they, well, I would say most business owners, they're not always in it for the money. The money's there, but more often they're in there to change a life, to do something different, to spread awareness, to be, to fix, to help. And if you're sitting in the corner and you're not sharing that brilliance, then you're, you're, you're doing more damage than you are good. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's like, I was just trying to think of a couple of my really good friends that are like CEOs of large companies and stuff. And they're usually the innovator. So they're not uh, the rock star type, like a disruptor is a little more of a rock star takes over the room kind of thing, but they're very, um, trying to think of the right word for them. They come into a room and they come into a room. Mm, There's a difference between walking into a room and coming into a room. And when they come into a room, they're claiming the space. So they don't have to be loud, but they're seen. Hmm. I like that. that. Makes sense. It's like a different kind of an energy where like a rock star like myself or what I'll come in on like a peacock, you know, so I don't actually have to say anything because I'm getting attention (laughs) by my energy. Right. So all of those different personality styles are very powerful. It's just that people try to hide them. Ah, actually. Interesting. Instead of own it. Interesting. I can see how that also can translate into how your business brand represents the innovator, the 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 geek, the rock star, the nurturer. You can brand yourself that way and all of your marketing and pieces can come out. You know, it's funny that you say the Reese's because they're doing, and, uh, you know, it could be someone that we were in the same circle with, but I remember hearing um, how they're now disrupting because they're in this huge chocolate world and the world that they're disrupting is not, you know, they're, they're saying, um, what is it? Um, not sorry, you know, and they're yeah, just sorry, not sorry. This, they're coming out <laughs> with all this attitude that says that, hey, chocolate and peanut butter goes together. And 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 we're going to say that we're just so we're so, you know, innovative or we're so disruptive. We're just going to call it in your face. So I mm-hmm. love that. We can do that in a brand, too, mm-hmm. uh, that really takes off. Amazing yeah, I stuff. think it's, it's, you know, my disruptive brands that I usually use as um, examples would be like uh, Richard Branson, Lady Gaga, and Elon Musk. Okay. Disruptors or innovators. Those guys are, they're innovators and disruptors, but essentially they're rebels. Nice. Okay. Everyone's like, oh, rebel. Rebel kind of gets dismissed. I don't know why. It's, you know, disruptors and rebels and and game changers and people that are out to make a big difference in the world they're all in that same pool but a lot of times as women we're like oh no no i'm very well behaved 
Oh, Pasha. I follow all the rules. I know. And you're right. It's like, it's kind of a joke. And then it's like, well, here's how I believe. Everyone has an inner rebel that wants to come out to be an outer rock star. Because they want it, you want to be recognized and make an impact for what you do in the world. And, you know, I'm just using rock star as like a, a catch-all for that type of impact, that large kind of impact in the world. I like it. You know, the, um, the interesting thing, though, um, some people say, oh, no, I, I want to, I'll let them do all that. I want to do good. You know, just like that old saying of money's bad. Well, money's great because you don't have to use the money bad. You can use the money for good things. You can use your your brilliance. Look at um, Bill Gates. You know, I mean, he does such fabulous things in the world with the money that he earned. And he may be shy and quiet uh, personality-wise that I see, but he does such great things. You don't have to be loud and obnoxious to do great things or that rock star kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the innovators. Okay, definitely a geek. <laughs> right, right. Right. He's like Mr. Research. <laughs> you know, but he does great things. So yeah. so I think that it doesn't, whatever personality style we have as a business doesn't have to hold us back. It should be embraced and and represented out there because um there's 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 some modeling that another company does that um was interesting to me a few years ago about it's not what you say, it's what they hear. And what they hear is going to attract them to you. So if you are the, the the innovator and, you know, maybe it detracts somebody, but if you say it in a, in a nurturing way, they're going to be attracted to you. Yeah. So I think there's all really sorts of mixes we say. can have. Yeah, it is how you say what it is you say. And I think in, t- in terms of branding, you know, um, like when I present those, those, what I call those brand archetypes, those four brand archetypes, people are always like, I'm in all of them. <laughs> well, you should I'm be in them. some way, like, right? Because you're a well-rounded individual. Isn't that great? Right? But the point is to choose the one that people see when you come through the door. Mm. So I didn't always consider myself, you know, this disruptor rock star. I didn't even think about it truthfully. I don't really think about it. And, but that's what people see when I come through the door, you know, they're surprised to find out there's all spiritual aspect. And I use a lot of spiritual principles when I'm teaching people about their marketing, because I like to bring that heart into the space as much as the head kind of stuff. So, um, but I didn't really con- see myself floating in like, uh, you know, a woo-woo guru, guru kind of <laughs> gal. <laughs> we all know those and love them uh, for yeah. what they represent. But yes, um, you definitely know the ones that you can see the ones that, that present that. That's interesting that you brought that, that balance out. And I think that that's a, a good thing. Yeah, well, this you is- need to look at, you know, what are you going to lead with? What are you going to lead with? Because you want to be able to control the conversation. So what do people say about you when you leave the room is the Mm. most important thing. 
That's it. The impression you make. Mm -hmm. That's the brand. And then the message and the visual and everything else should be in alignment and in support of, of that. Because a lot of times people think a brand is like a logo and a tagline and all that, which is great stuff. You've got to have that to reinforce the actual vibe and the voice that you're creating. Wow. This is, this is good stuff. So can a company that has not created this brand yet, is it ever too late to shift and create this brand? Well, I think it's better personally. A lot of people wait until they're over six figures. You know, they're like, oh, I'm going to pay somebody to do that when I make my money, right? Or that's for people who are much more successful than, say, starting out. Mm -hmm. And I disagree. I really think when you can dial in your value, like what makes you valuable as a human being and what your values are and then what your brand should be like and that, that's something that doesn't really change. I think we were talking a little bit earlier about you get your values from your life experiences as a kid. They're kind of implanted, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good, bad, and indifferent, okay? They're implanted, so then you want to know what they are because that's going to dictate decisions you make, what your brand should look like, uh, probably what your service is going to be. I mean, we all have talent, skills, and abilities, but wouldn't it be cool if you knew what the brand of that is before you got started? Ooh, that would save many, many, many years, heartaches, and a whole mm-hmm. lot of money. <laughs> yeah. That's because great, right? You know what your marketing should look like. Then you know right? what the video should look like. Then you know what you should... The whole thing is like how you should talk. It's how do you present yourself? What should your... If you're a speaker, what what should your topic be? What should be the name of the topic? It all rolls out of this foundational work on the brand and the message. Hmm, powerful. It really is. And and I think that, you know, it's probably never too late to to tweak it and adjust it, but it's never too early to get started on it. I think yeah. that's a And it's never really too late. People rebrand all the time. Uh, yeah. When they're really, really big company, uh, as you can see, some sometimes you can see it out in the in the world. Jack in the Box just redid their look, mm-hmm. right from the old Jack in the Box kind of thing. Do they up the level or they up leveled it? The one that hasn't changed much over a million years is Coca Cola. Right, it's changed slightly, but what they've discovered is they always go uh, back. Everyone wants the classic Coke. That's what yeah. they want. They don't want the change in that particular for them. I mean, that was one of the biggest faux pas I think they did was they changed Coke and nobody liked it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because you notice uh, when you're thinking about branding and you're going through it, you notice the the changes and the things that are going on. Um, uh, Amazon, they're really focusing more on the smile now, mm-hmm. you know, instead of Amazon and the hardness of Amazon, but the feeling that Amazon brings you right. when the box is delivered and the package is delivered. It's all about the people experience. that are doing the feeling. So cool. It's all about the feeling because basically people buy emotionally mm-hmm. and justify we, it. We've done all this, yeah. We've done all this research. So we think we're like buying it from like all the research. No, 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 no. 
much, much more like relationships. <laughs> the research, the research is, uh, is trying to justify that you yes. spent the money the or you intend to spend it. Yes, I love it. Okay, exactly. well, cool. And this has been a great conversation. Uh, you know, having these kind of insights in your business are really, truly what's going to separate you from the other, the competitions, especially if you're in that highly commoditized area mm-hmm. of, of commerce. So this is great. How can we find out more information about you? Well, I wanted to give everybody kind of the, my freebie that I have, which is called um, How to Create a, a Badass Client Getting Brand. And essentially, it's a lot of the things that we kind of touched on today, only it's written, you know, with worksheets and things like that. So it makes oh, it great. really clear to actually talk about, um, you know, what, what your quirks are and things like that. And how to embrace them. (laughs) Which you can use in your business. So you can use in video or you can use in, you know, titles or all these different things. So it really gives you a very clear idea um, of what your brand could possibly be. And that's, um, I think we're going to put the link in for people, but it's essentially a client getting brand. I think that's the link for it. Okay. Well, we'll make sure that that link is in the podcast notes. So that's wonderful. um, Thank you. Happy to have people reach out to me. They can go to my website and bennettmarketing.com and um, call me. Love it. On there. Love it. Love it. Well, I think that it's, it's so important and it's so valuable that, that you're sharing these things with us. I think we need to all take time and look back at ourselves and figure out why are we attractive to our clients um, business-wise and, um, and personally-wise uh, that would make those clients want to come to us and then embrace it, yeah. you know, it because be, people you know, looking out for you. Yeah, it can be challenging. Like I said, you can't see your own eyebrows, so I'm happy to have a conversation <laughs> with anybody about it. We could get to, down to it in a, you know, a very short amount of time, at least your archetype, your brand Love archetype. It. Love it. Yeah, now, now you got me thinking about my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. Time of. <laughs> you know, it is, it is, but you know, it's the, it's the little thing. So thank you. And, um, I hope our listeners have found something that, uh, they've gotten an idea or two that they can put into their business to help them be in more control over their money, be more profitable, have that brand strategy that is in line with who they really are. So if you'd like to know specifically how you want to increase your own profits in your business, let's chat. My contact information will be in the podcast description as well as Anne's and her uh, special report that'll help you uh, find out your archetype. So I am excited to announce my book, Big Profit Secrets Exposed. It's out on Amazon and uh, I'm super excited. There's some of my advanced strategies in there. Uh, that I talk about. It's an easy read. And so go get that. There'll be a link here on the podcast. And uh, we would love to hear back your feedback, uh, questions, any ideas for future shows. Please comment on the podcast. And by all means, please subscribe. So we'll have some great uh, conversation going on future shows. And then we're on episode 63. So there's some in the past for you as well. So you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Anne.